Good morning, wonderful people, and welcome back. Today, I'm going to be teaching you how to experience money miracles. You know, what we call a miracle, God just calls another day on the job. So you can actually experience money miracles every day of your life. It can be a reoccurring thing. You just have to learn how to work the word. If you've never experienced a money miracle, after this teaching, you are going to begin experiencing money miracles. Gabriel said, is this a prosperity gospel? This is 100% a prosperity gospel. I've checked that 100 million percent a prosperity gospel. The word gospel means good news and prosperity means God wants you to prosper. So the good news of the gospel, like Jesus said, is so that you would prosper. Hallelujah. So I want you to type in the comments, I can experience money miracles. I can experience money miracles. The Bible says, Paul wrote in uh, the book of Thessalonians, I believe it was 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, I believe. He said, I wish above all things that you would be in good health and prosper, even as your soul prospers, your mind, your will, your emotions. God wishes above all things that you prosper and be in good health. Jesus paid the price for you to prosper and to be in good health. And the reality is a lot of people, they're broke, they have debt, they got to believe God for a miracle in order to make sure that they can pay their rent. They've got to believe God for a miracle in order to pay for food for their children. People need financial breakthrough. I know I've been there. And that's why I'm here today to teach you what the Bible says about financial breakthrough. This is how you experience money miracles. I want you to pull out your notes, pull out your Bible, and we're going to get right into it today. Go with me to 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings 17. And if you're not rolling in the dough, you need to take notes. Because this is a teaching that will drastically change your life. My pastor says you can't reject the watering process. A lot of people, they'll hear a message on how to have financial breakthrough in their life. And then they might get one financial breakthrough. They might get one money miracle. And then they stop paying attention. They either get familiar with the person teaching them the word or whatever happens. And they stop paying attention to the watering process. But the Bible says that there is such a thing as the watering of the word, the continual watering of the word. As you hear the Bible taught on financial breakthrough, every time you hear it, <clears throat> faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. So your faith builds. It enriches your faith. You get fresh revelation. It reminds you in your spirit how to operate on a supernatural level. So do not reject the watering process. That's right. Amber said, get your handy dandy notebook ready. That's right. Amber's on here every day. She takes notes every day. And because of that, she's experiencing breakthrough in her life every day. And that's going to be your case. Good morning, Sarah in Alabama. Edward, good morning. Brooke, good morning. Elisa, good morning. This is going to be good. You're going to enjoy this teaching. What do you think about the Euphrates almost drying up? I made uh, multiple TikToks about it and YouTube shorts. I think it's crazy. But let's focus on what the Bible says about money miracles. 1 Kings chapter 17. There is such a thing as a financial anointing. I'm going to teach you something about the anointing without, this is a whole nother topic, but I'll teach you something about the anointing. The anointing, all it does is it sets you apart for a purpose of God and it enhances what God has already put inside of you. That's what it does. It unlocks and it enhances what God has already put inside of you. So when God's anointing comes on you, it totally changes you. You get the spirit of God like David. Remember, David was out in the field tending to sheep. He already had a pastor's heart. He was already somebody that was faithful to God. But when God's anointing came on him, it enhanced everything and every ounce of David. It enhanced him. It brought him from a shepherd's boy to a king. So God's anointing enhances what is inside of you. Now, here's the thing. It enhances the good 
and it can also enhance the bad. Remember, when the Spirit of God came upon Jesus and he was anointed, where was the first place that the Holy Spirit took him? To the wilderness to make sure there was nothing in him. He went to go fast and pray, and what did the devil do? Tempted him at all points. Why? Because temptation is there to see if you will fall. Jesus didn't fall. Therefore, he was holy. He was a vessel of honor. There was no temptation in him that was too strong for him to bear. So then he came back in the power of the Holy Spirit. So God's anointing will enhance what is already in the vessel. And it's our job to purify ourselves, the Bible says. Now, I said all of that to say there is a financial anointing. When God's anointing comes on a person, it gives them the ability to multiply abundantly. And that's what you see in this story. First Kings chapter 17, the prophet Elijah. God uses the prophet Elijah and his financial anointing. Now, Elijah the Tishbite, who was one of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there will not be a dew or a rain these years except by my word. Now, I want you to understand this. When God anoints a prophet, when God births a prophet into the earth, that prophet is an ambassador for God. He's the mouthpiece for God. So he said, there will not be dew nor rain except by my word. Now, he's unctioned by the Holy Ghost, but he said, except by my word. The prophet has the ability to represent God on the planet. Now, I want you to keep this in mind with ministries and ministers and prophets that have been put into your life. By their word, they have the ability to cease blessing in your life or increase blessing in your life. This is important to know. Verse 2, the word of the Lord came to him saying, go from here and turn eastward and hide by the Kareth brook, which is east of the Jordan. Verse 4, you shall drink from the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. When there's an anointing to prosper on a man of God, it is impossible for him to lack. Even the ravens will bring what he needs. I want you to type this in the comments. Even the ravens will supply my needs. Even the ravens will supply your needs. When God anoints a man, even the ravens will supply their needs. Verse 5, So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and lived by the Kareth brook, which is east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. God will supply all of your needs. Philippians 4.19 says, My God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ. If any man be in Christ, God's riches and glory will supply every one of your needs. Now check this out. I'm teaching you, that's just the basics, but I'm teaching you how to have money miracles. I'm teaching you two secrets. I'll, I'll give you two today. Two secrets that unlock or unlocked perpetual money miracles that I've experienced in my life. I've never taught on this before. So you're going to enjoy this. I want you to give this video a thumbs up and keep sharing it with people. Let's get up to 100 viewers this morning. Keep sharing and keep liking if you want to experience money miracles in your life. Verse 7. After some time, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. The word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, go to Zarephath which belongs to Sidon, and live there. I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Even before the man of God got where God was sending him, he had already had his supplies waiting there for him. So he got up and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, Please get a small cup of water for me to drink. As she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Now I want you to get something here. Elijah's a prophet. He's a minister for God. He knows wherever God is sending him, he's sending him there for a purpose, to minister to somebody. So he already knew this widow, God has commanded her to feed me because he's commanding a blessing on her. What did God tell Abraham? I will bless those that bless you. 
in order to get God major blessing, in order for God to get major blessings in your life, he has tied himself to his word. And his word says, I will bless those that bless you. I want you to get something here. When you bless a man of God, when you bless somebody whom God has blessed, God will bless you tremendously. Pay attention to whom God has anointed because they are an open window into heaven for you. An open door to unlock money miracles. And I'm going to show you this. He said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Verse 12, she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, but only a handful of meal, which is flour in a barrel and a little bit of oil in a jar. I'm gathering two sticks so that I can go in and make it for me and my son and then we can eat it and then we can die. What she's emphasizing here is I've got enough food for one meal and then we're going to commit suicide. This woman needs a miracle, a money miracle in her life and there's a drought in the land. This is a I need God kind of moment. Verse 13, Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make a little cake for me first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for your son and you. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal will not run out, nor will the jar of oil empty until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. She went and did what Elijah told her to do. And she, he and her household, the whole household ate for many days. The barrel of meal did not run out nor did the jar of oil empty, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Did you know that if you'll take what is in your hand and put it into the hands of a man of God, it will provoke God's spirit in that man to multiply you abundantly to where you eat for many days and you do not run out. It'll provoke a word from the Lord for you. This is a key to a money miracle. Now, I'm not saying like $20. I'm saying this woman, all she had left, she gave to the man of God. And when she took what was in her hand and put it into his hand, God multiplied it. A man, I want you to write this down and type it in the comments. A man of God has the ability to lift you out of poverty. God will send you a financial deliverer to break the neck of poverty in your life. It's your job to identify that financial deliverer. When God sends you a financial deliverer, in your best mind, you better connect your finances to him. If your finances are connected to your financial deliverer, that financial deliverer can then lift you out of your current situation. This woman needed a miracle or she was going to die. God saw it ahead of time and sent somebody that he had anointed to be a financial deliverer to her house so that she could take the little bit that was in her hand and put it into his hand so that it could provoke his spirit to prophesy that she would multiply and never run out. God will send you a financial deliverer to lift you out of poverty. But like Dr. Mike Murdoch says, whatever you fail to recognize and celebrate will eventually leave your life. So if that woman would have been so terrified and had a poverty mentality, if she didn't have revelation that this was a man of God and listened to the word of the Lord, she would have kept that little bit of flour and that little bit of oil and said, I'm so sorry, I can't feed you. This is for me and my son. We're going to go eat this now. And then she would have died after that meal. But she believed God's word that came out of the mouth of his prophet. I want you to type this in the comments. I believe God's word. I believe God's word. There is a financial anointing that God puts on men to send into your life to deliver you. And you got to honor that supernatural relationship and take what is in your hands and put it into the hands 
of that financial deliverer. I remember about two years ago, I needed financial deliverance in my life. And I'm going to tell you a couple testimonies that I've seen this happen in my life. This will, this will help you. It'll stir your faith. Because what God's done for me, he's no respecter of persons. He'll do it for you. I've seen it time and time again. God is not a man. He does not lie. He will not be mocked. Whatever you sow, you will reap. I've seen it in my own life so many times. Good morning, Emily. Good morning, Vanessa. Love all of you. Keep liking this and keep sharing it with people. Let's get up over 100 this morning. You're going to want to hear this. Not only will God lift you out of poverty, he'll put you on top. He said, I will make you the head, never the tail. On top only, not beneath. So once God gets you up out of poverty, he'll put you up on top. He'll make you somebody that will pull people out of poverty. You'll know you're in a good spot in life when God starts using you to deliver people financially. You'll know you're on your way. Go with me to John chapter 6. I'll show you a New Testament example of how this worked. John 6. Somebody type it in the comments for us, please. And thank you for joining me this morning. For people that are just now hopping on, this is how to experience money miracles in your life. All the time. Remember, we think, oh, that's a miracle, that's a miracle, that's a miracle. But what we call a miracle, God just calls another day on the job. It's not wrong to live miracle to miracle as long as you've tapped into the supernatural and you're not in lack. There's a difference between being in lack and living miracle to miracle. Comparatively to being somebody that carries the abundance anointing that then lives miracle to miracle. The prophets, they weren't running around taking up offerings and donations for their ministry. They understood the financial anointing on their life. They understood the ability to prophesy, to multiply. And because of that, they never lacked. But listen to this, John chapter 6. Verse 9, this is the story of the 5,000 that needed to be fed. There's, I want you to imagine this. This is 5,000 people, at least. It says 5,000 men. There could have been women, children. You're looking at upwards to ten to 15,000 people. So that's a lot of people. The disciples said, we don't have enough money to feed all these people. But listen to this. Verse 9. We'll, we'll start in verse 8. John 6, verse 8. One of his disciples, Andrew Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy who has five barley loaves, so five loaves of bread, and two small fish. Emphasize that, small fish, not tuna, not halibut, not killer whales, or seals. Two small fish, we're talking like crappie. Two small fish. But what are they among so many? Walking by sight, not by faith. Didn't understand the financial anointing to multiply. Verse 10, Jesus said, make the people sit down. So they're in a position to receive. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down, numbering about 5,000. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those who were sitting down. And likewise, they distributed the fish as much as they wanted. They were filled. He told his disciples, collect the fragments that remain, that nothing may be lost. So they collected them and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. When those men saw the sign which he had done, they, they then said this, this is truly the prophet who has come into the world. So they understood the financial anointing. They understood the multiplication anointing because they remembered stories from the Old Testament. And they said, whoa, he just did what Elijah did. Surely this is the prophet. They recognized him as a prophet because of the signs that he did. Well, how did he work those signs? It said that there were two small fish and five loaves. It was not enough to meet the need. 
Therefore, it was a seed. They took those small fish and those five loaves and put it into the hands of the man of God. Remember, they didn't recognize him as the Christ yet. He was still just a prophet to them. That's why they didn't say, surely he is the son of God. They said, surely he is a prophet. Meaning, any prophet can operate on that level. You just have to identify the prophet. So they took the small amount that they had and put it into the hands of Jesus. Jesus gave thanks and blessed it and then gave it to the disciples. Whatever a man sows, he also reaps. Shaken together, pressed down, good measure and running over. As he distributed it to the disciples, they then distributed it to the men. And it began to multiply. I want you to write this down in your notebook. If it's not big enough to meet my need, it's my seed. Those two fish in those five lobes, it wasn't enough to get them what they needed. So they took what they had and they put it into the hands of a prophet. And the prophet gave thanks for it and multiplied it. I'm going to finish my story I was telling you. Two years ago, I needed financial deliverance in my life. I, did, I mean, I was living by faith. I was making my confessions. I was hallelujah this and glory to God that. But I didn't, I didn't tap into this. My biggest seed at the time was maybe like $50 or something. And I had just got a hold of tithing. So I was finally tithing and I didn't miss a dollar. I was tithing over and above. But I had $600 in my bank account. And the Lord spoke to me to take 540 of it and to give it to somebody, another minister. So I took that $540 and I gave it to another minister. That, that left me with $60 in my bank account with rent coming up, with groceries, with insurance, with phone bill, with everything. At the time, my monthly expenses were probably around $1,200. So I took that $540 and I gave it, I sowed it as a seed because it wasn't enough to meet my need. $540 is, or $600 is not $1,200. I did not have enough to meet my needs for that month. I took that $540, I gave it to that minister. And every lie from hell started coming against me. How are you going to pay your rent? How are you going to buy your groceries? How are you going to pay your insurance? How are you going to this? How are you going to do that? And every time those lies would come, I just, I'd chop them down. I took them, I took them captive. The Bible says, pull down every stronghold that would attempt to exalt itself above Christ, which is the word. So I'd take those thoughts captive. No, uh The Bible says, whatever I sow, I reap, and I shall receive pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I know a financial money miracle is coming my way. And I would just thank God for it. I would rejoice. I would jump up and down. I'd spin all around. I'd shout. I'd thank God for it. And about a week later, I'm at a minister's conference and a minister comes up to me, shakes my hand and gives me $12,000. He said, I'm going to give you $1,000 a month for the next 12 months for your ministry. So $12,000. See, what happened was that one seed turned into a financial miracle in my life that then produced for 12 months. The same way that the Bible says that she took the little bit of bread that she had and gave it to the prophet. And when he spoke to her, it multiplied and they ate for many days. One seed will produce a miracle for many months. Perpetual miracles. But it's got to be a seed that compels the heart of God. I want you to get that. It's got to be a seed that, that moves your heart, that stretches you. Good morning, Mercedes. My pastor, a great example. Remember, I talked about financial deliverers in your life. Recognizing the financial deliverers that have been put into your life. Now that was a, that was a miracle that the person I sowed into wasn't a financial deliverer in my life. But what happened is it sent a financial deliverer into my life. You never know that your first seed might be what opens the door to your financial deliverer. 
And then it, ha de it determines what you do afterwards that creates your perpetual result. So my pastor, when I met him, the Lord told me to give him $1,000. This was shortly after I met him. And when I did, I don't even think I've ever told him this, but when I did, I went to a totally different level in life. It was, I don't know how else to explain it other than it was like my boat lifted up in the bay with his. <clears throat> with his. I was at a certain level where I was, <laughs> my pastor says this, you leave the land of not enough, you go through the land of barely enough into the land of more than enough. And I had just left the land of not enough and I had been cruising around in the land of barely enough. And as I was cruising around in the land of barely enough, I stayed faithful with God. Remember, the Israelites were rolling around in the land of barely enough and Joshua delivered them into the promised land. But only the people that didn't murmur, only the people that didn't complain, only the people that remained in faith, the rest of them died in the land of barely enough. But once those ones had died off, God took the ones that were faithful and believed his promise and had Joshua deliver them into the land of more than enough. So in that season of barely enough, God sent me my pastor. And when I plugged into him financially, I got moved into the land of more than enough. And now that I'm in the land of more than enough, because here's the thing. This is what I had to catch myself on. This probably has very little to do with many of you, but that's all right. Someone will get something from this. When I was floating around in the land of barely enough, and I had just entered the land of more than enough, just because it was more than enough for me did not mean it was more than enough for everybody else. So I'm a very generous person. And I began attaching umbilical cords to people and being people's supply. Now, I don't know why I feel led to share this, but don't get caught in that. There's nothing wrong with being generous. But remember, when God moves you into the land of more than enough, you still got to be more than enough for you, for your household, you know? Get into a position where you're more than enough for you, for your wife, for your children, and then begin to move on and bless people. Because if you go broke, you're not helping anybody. So God will move you into the land of more than enough. And I'm telling you this right now. What happened was I gave my pastor $1,000. And within two or three months, it was, it was less than three months, within like two months, boom, I had $30,000 worth of harvest come in from everywhere, which is like, my radar went off, financial deliverer, hallelujah, oh my. Now what I could have done is been like, man, that was a good seed. Now look, I've reached a new level and I could have stopped sowing, but no. All it did was increase my sowing. Now I'm going to sow even more. Now I'm going to move my giving up. You want to know why many people don't experience money miracles? Because they're tithing the same amount now that they were when God started blessing them. And they lost the blessing. God's hands are tied if you don't tithe and keep up with how much money's coming in. There was a, a few, probably a year ago or so, there was a time where I started to experience the increase and my tithe didn't change. And I, didn't, I wasn't paying attention to it. I was giving so much that I was like, oh, I'm easily hitting 10%. But there was a month I didn't hit 10% and I saw it. I didn't increase that month. So I corrected it. And when I corrected it, I continued to increase so if you're not experiencing money miracles, number one, honor the financial deliverer that's been put into your life. Identify them, honor them. Keep them in a constant place of making their soul bless you. In Genesis 27, this, is, <laughs> this will change your life. In Genesis chapter 27, Isaac told Esau, Go and get my favorite meal so that my soul is compelled to bless you. Esau's getting ready, or Isaac's getting ready to pass on, and he wants to impart everything that he had received from Abraham, which is, hello, the same blessing we're living in today. Pretty mighty anointing. 
So, he, But he, he couldn't just give it to him because Esau hadn't done anything to compel the blessing. So he said, go and bless my soul. Compel me so that my soul blesses you. If you keep your financial deliverer in a constant state of compelling to bless you, you will only increase in life. That'll help you. Hopefully it's not going over people's heads. So what happened? I, I started blessing my pastor. And I started sowing it. And I, like, I understand. I'm sure there's people, that have, there's people that have given him mighty, mighty checks. You know, I'm sure he's gotten 10, 20, 30, $40,000 checks at one time. $1,000 check wasn't, it wasn't major to him, but it was major to me. And it still compelled a blessing because it opened up. If you'll know if the blessing has compelled the man of God because if it does, you'll experience the increase. Because his spirit will then open a door for you in the spirit. This is getting a lot deeper than I was expecting, but praise the Lord. I know we got like eight-year-olds that watch this, so you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but that's okay. <laughs> the rest of you will get it. Praise the Lord. And it turned into like $30,000. And I remember at that time was when I received my first $10,000 check. And I had realized I hit a different level. And I realized the devourer is rebuked for my sake. Therefore, I'll never, be, it's illegal. As long as I'm a tither and a giver, it's illegal to be lower than I was at that very moment. It clicked for me. And I became violent in the spirit. That's right. Kiernan said sacrificial offerings are the ones that increase you. And that's what happened. I had received my first $10,000 check. I was like, whoa, this is working now. So what it does is it increases your faith to believe God for $10,000 checks. Everywhere you go. Suddenly I knew everywhere I go because I purposed in my heart to be a giver, to be generous. And I'll leave you with this. I'll, I'll read this to you because this will be the key that ties it all together. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 6. Listen to this. Remember this. He who sows sparingly and grudgingly. So not just sparingly, but grudgingly. Meaning that you give just because I told you that you should be a giver. Uh-uh. It's got a click in here. He who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously... In brackets, it says this in the Amplified, that blessings may come to someone will also reap generously and with blessings. So what's the key? Does a man reap what he sows? Absolutely. But if you'll sow with the intention to bless somebody, you will reap blessings in great measure. It tells you the heart posture you have to have. Verse 7, let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully, or under compulsion. For God loves, he takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt-to-do-it giver whose heart is in their giving. I want you to get that. God can't do without you. He prizes above all things. A prompt-to-do-it, joyous giver. How would you like to live life knowing God cannot do without me? He loves how radical of a giver I am. You can live that way. But I want to give you the secret right now. What does it say? Let each one give as he has purposed in his own heart. As he has purposed in his own heart. Tell me one Bible verse that says God ever told somebody to give something to someone else. Although God can unction you and you'll feel in your spirit to give, You'll never see God. I can't think of one story. If I'm wrong, you can correct me. I'll, I'll, I'll give you time in the comments. I can't think of one time where God said, I want you to give this person $10,000 in the Bible. Because it says, as a man purposes in his own heart, as you operate in your own faith, 
So you might have a number pop up. The Holy Ghost might say, hey, you can afford to give $1,000. But then you might purpose in your own. I'll give you a good example. I'm going a little long today, but this I feel like people need to hear this. When God told me to give $1,000 to my pastor, I sent him. I sent him $500. He reached out to me. He blessed me. He said, wow, praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Taylor. I said, oh, you're welcome, Pastor. And immediately I felt convicted because I knew I was capable of giving him $1,000, but I only gave him $500. So I sent him another $500. And he reached out and he said, did you mean to send the second $500? I said, yes, I did. The first 500 wasn't enough. And in that second 500 was when I felt something break loose in the spirit. And that is what opened the door for that new level that the Lord had lifted me to. The first 500 wasn't, it didn't stretch me any more than other times when I had given 500. That was the first time I'd given a thousand up front. But it broke loose that door. And I'm telling you that because there's going to be times where you may have been giving. I've had people tell me all the time, I've been giving, I've been giving, I've been giving. I'm not seeing the increase. Well, we know it's not with God. We know it's not with God's word that's the problem. It might be time to sow in tears. Not at the expense of your family, but to sow in tears, to give up something that, that is sacrificial, that would really move your heart and move God's heart. Everything that you're looking to get from the spirit realm requires sacrifice. Salvation wasn't free. Jesus paid the price for it. He sacrificed his life. Remember, he made it very clear. They're not killing me. I'm laying down my life. It was a sacrifice. Sacrifice is what moves things in the spirit. Not due diligence. Not tithing because you're supposed to, although you are supposed to, but it's tithing and giving above and beyond with a joyous prompt to do at heart whose heart is in their giving. That's right, Amber. Whatever a man sows is also what he reaps. And I want to finish reading 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace, which means every favor and earthly blessing, come to you in abundance. So that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. How do you enter into that level? So he's saying there is a way to become self-sufficient where you possess enough to require no aid and no support furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Well, how do you get there? By being an abundant giver. An abundant giver. Not a sparing giver. An abundant giver. I heard a quote that said it, said it like this. Prosperity is not bragging in what you've received. So although I've given you testimonies of what I've received... Prosperity is in what you're able to give. Now, I don't like to tell my right hand what my left hand is doing, so I'm not going to tell you how much I've given. But I give. I, give. I purpose in my heart constantly to be a radical giver. And I don't like to give small. I'll, I'll give small. I'll buy meals here. I'll buy meals there. But I like to give big. I like to give big. My pastor for his birthday wanted a dog kennel. So I got him the best dog kennel you can get. A $700 dog kennel. You can go to Walmart and get a dog kennel for 40 bucks. I got him the best one you can get. Recently, I don't remember what it was for. We bought him a gun. Got him the nicest gun he wanted. The one he wanted. It's, that's what it means. When you identify a financial deliverer in your life. You go above and beyond. My brother Colton is on here with his wife, Kiernan. They sold their car last year to take that money and to sow it into their pastor. 
and they reaped a car for free this year, a Suburban. If you'll purpose in your heart to be a radical giver, it is impossible not to experience perpetual money miracles. Perpetual, all the time. That's right, Colton. Sewing works. Praise the Lord. Let me see if I can think of any other ones. Seems how I'm already giving you. I, I like money testimonies. I don't know about you. I like financial testimonies. It stirs my faith to be a big giver. My friend Stephen, you guys have seen him on here before with morning prayer. Stephen needed a house. Him and his wife needed a, needed a house. They were living with a friend at the time. And the Bible says, God will not be mocked. Whatever a man sows, so that shall he also reap. So they took the money that they had left for the month and they paid their friend's rent. And they put a demand on the seed. They said, Lord, we're going to pay her rent and we're going to believe for a house, for an apartment, for our own living space. And within like days, if not the same day, a wide open opportunity showed up for a house. I think it was like a four bedroom house, beautiful house, two bath, four bedroom, basement, big backyard. At the time they were living in the two, a two bedroom dinky apartment with another girl, Megan on our team. They doubled their living quarters by paying her rent one time. And they, and they got it for, I think it was like maybe twice as much rent as they were paying in the last one. It was like, it was a deal. I think he wanted 1100 a month or something like that. And Steven said, no, 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 I'll pay 700 He said, all right. <laughs> Amazing money miracle. They didn't have a vehicle because they're from South Africa. They started sewing and believing God for a, for a vehicle. Boom. Is like a 2010 or something like that. Like nice Nissan Altima. Given to them. Just given to them. For free. If you want to experience money miracles on a regular basis, identify. Identify a financial deliverer in your life. And honor that person. Give that person every reason to be compelled. That's right, Kiernan. And they're, they're so thankful. <laughs> Colton, I dare you to sell. <laughs> That's right. Compel that person to bless you. Compel that person to bless you financially. To bless you with their soul. And you won't regret it. I think about one time, Stephen, I'm sure he won't mind me sharing this. They were in, they were in a financial hard place at the time. They needed like $2,000 to come in within a week. And they were believing God for a financial miracle. So they took $400 and they gave it to me. They paid my rent for that month. This was about a year ago. They paid my rent. They wrote me a nice letter. They cleaned my whole apartment did my laundry, blessed me tremendously. Like it would have been impossible for me not to be compelled to bless them. And when they did that, I had just got back from a long trip, but I felt the anointing come on me when I opened that letter and I saw that cash in it and it compelled my spirit to prophesy. And I sent them an audio message and I said, you will never lack everything you're believing God for right now is going to come into your hands ahead of time. And I prophesied and said, when you move to Ruston, Louisiana, this was months before we moved, but this came out of my spirit. I said, when you move to Ruston, you will not lack. Everything you need will be supplied. You'll get a house, you'll get everything you need. Boom. Within that week, they had $4,000 come in twice as much as they needed tenfold on what they gave me. And then when we moved down to Ruston, Louisiana, they had no house. 
But I had forgotten that I gave them that prophetic word, but Stephen didn't. He stood on it. And when we got down to Ruston, he was confessing that word. Within 24 hours of being in Ruston, they had a house, signed documents and everything, and they were moved in, him and his wife. Praise God. Find somebody that's been assigned to your life as a financial deliverer and tap that well. Praise the Lord. Somebody type in the comments right now, I receive my financial deliverance today. And then I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that God does money miracles in your life. Starting today. Another one, Colton, I remember there was one time, Colton, Colton's been a faithful giver to this ministry for, I think, a year now, maybe a little longer. He's been a faithful financial partner with this ministry. And I remember a, a few months back, I had an unction in my spirit that the, the Lord said that somebody that was going to sow today was going to receive a, a 24-hour miracle. It was, And I don't, I don't say that because I have the fear of God on finances. I don't I'm never going to say you sow $2,400 and you're going to get a 24-hour miracle. I don't, I don't say that stuff. Sow a million dollars and you'll get your healing. I, I, don't, I don't float that boat. You should have a fear of God on money. But I remember I felt in my spirit to say that anyone that sows today is going to receive a fast 24-hour financial miracle. And I knew it was for Colton, but I made it a, a corporate word for people. And he sold that day. And that day was the day, I believe, that that Suburban was given to him. $10,000 Suburban given to him for free. It was that day. Glory to God. The fact that that just bubbled up in my spirit means it's a word for you today as well. That there's going to be people that sow today. And you're going to experience fast financial miracles. I believe people have received revelation from this teaching today that's going to move you up higher. Totally different level. You're going to operate in a new realm of financial blessing. Before I pray for you, I want to give you an opportunity to give. You're going to see on your screen right now the different ways that you can give to the ministry. As you know, we're feeding 1,500 kids every single month in other countries. We also have 11 other ministries that we partner with financially each and every month. So I want to ask you, prayerfully consider becoming a financial partner with us. If you need a financial miracle in your life today, if you need supernatural debt cancellation, if you're believing God for a car, if you're believing God for a house, I had a woman the other day she sent in $1,400 to the ministry. This would have been two months ago, three months ago. She sent in $1,400 to the ministry and had over $10,000 in harvest come in because she was believing God for a new car. She sent in $200 and then the Lord blessed her with $400. She sent in the $400, God gave her $800. She uh, sent in the $800 and God just kept blessing her financially. And she was using it, believing God for a new car. Let these testimonies stir your faith to be somebody that plugs your finances into the gospel. I take every Wednesday morning and I teach you this stuff so that you can live life self-sufficient. You can live life on a different level than everybody else. Amen, Amber. She said, I got reservations to uh, Labor Day weekend, September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Believe in God that, that you come. Amen, Amber. I believe you're coming. In Jesus' name. So I want to encourage you. Sow big today. Sow a seed that will change your financial situation. And you're going to experience perpetual money miracles in your life. The different ways you can give are Cash App, Dollar Sign, Revival Way. You can give through Venmo at Revival Way. 
You can give through PayPal at Revival Way or evangelistalen at gmail.com. It's the same thing. Or you can give through the link in the stream right now, revivalway.com, and click Partner Financially today. A lot of people, they'll spend $50 to $100 on Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts every single month, but they don't put a penny into the gospel. But God said if you will seek first the advancement of His kingdom and its righteousness, everything else will just be simply added unto you. Jesus said where a man's money is, is where his heart is. When you plug your finances into the advancement of God's kingdom, he simply adds all of these blessings into your life. I know it. I'm a testimony of it, and I'm thankful for it. So I give people the opportunity now to sow financially and experience and expect a mighty move of God in your finances. He is not a man that he should lie. He will deliver you out of whatever financial situation you're in right now. I've seen it time and time again. And I decree and I declare and I prophesy money miracles into your life. Over the next seven days, you're going to experience financial miracles. Debts will be canceled. Increase will happen. Promotions. Random people will come up to you at church and give you finances. And they'll say, I just felt led to give this to you. I speak and I prophesy financial miracles over your life. The anointing to be abundant as you diligently put your hand to work in Jesus' name. And especially those that give today. Now remember, this is I want you to get this. Some people, because you would watch this after it's been posted or you'll listen to it after it's on podcast and it's not live, there's no time in the spirit. These things will happen right now in your life the same way as if you're watching it live. There's no time. As your faith is stirred right now to give, give and give big and expect a financial miracle in your life. And I want to honor people that are giving because the Bible says give honor to whom honor is due. Kieran, and I thank you for your giving. You and Colton are, you guys are major blessings. Cade, Zach, I thank you for your giving. Madeline, I thank you for your giving. John Stafford, I thank you for your giving. You guys are always very generous people. I'll check, as on Venmo, I'll check Cash App and PayPal. Because I want to honor those that give. Anthony Gonzalez, thank you for your giving. I think he gave over the weekend. I wanted to honor that. People giving on Cash App. And if you're giving on the website, Andrew said, I'm just 10. Well, come on, Andrew, get a job so you can sow into the kingdom of God. I'm just kidding. You're doing great, Andrew. I'm thankful that you're watching today, Andrew. You're a good kid as a 10-year-old to be joining me for the live stream. That's, that's big moves. Well done, buddy. Benjamin Witzel. Hopefully I didn't um, crucify your name. Thank you for your giving. Ethan Childs. Thank you for your giving. Marvin Walcott gave yesterday. Thank you, Marvin. Sam Harris. Jose Romero. Thank you, everyone, for your giving. Let me pray for you. Let me pray that God does an amazing miracle in your life. Some people pray lame prayers. This will not be a lame prayer. The Bible says the fervent, affectional prayer of a righteous man has great power as it is working. As I pray, there will be great power working in your life to experience financial miracles. Well, praise the Lord, Amber. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, every person that gives today, I join my faith with them. Whatever they're believing for, 
as they have believed, let it be done unto them. Thank you for the gift of sowing and reaping. We honor you with our wealth. I prophesy in Jesus' name that every seed sown today will produce a mighty harvest in their life. Angels, ministering spirits, go cause the word to work and cause the money to come. Satan, take your hands off of their money. In Jesus' name, we call in a mighty, mighty harvest. And we thank you ahead of time. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Well, this is good. We've kept a good crowd. Many people, they get, you can go main screen now. Many people, they get all like crazy and anal when you start talking about money. But you guys stayed on. I'm proud of you. You guys are amazing. And thank you for everybody that watches this after it's posted. It'll change your life. If you'll just choose to believe the word. Give this video a thumbs up. And make sure that you share it with a friend. So that it can bless them the same way it's blessed you. Very quickly, before we go, I want to show you this advertisement for an event that we have coming up. This event that we have coming up is called Three Days of Glory. You do not want to miss this. This is going to be with my pastor. If you like my content, if you like what I teach about, I'm telling you, I don't have a drop of anointing compared to this man of God. You're going to want to get to these meetings and expect a miracle. You're going to want to expect a prophetic word on your behalf. Hands laid on you, refreshing times in the Holy Ghost. Come and experience the power and presence of God with my pastor, Pastor Stan Pody at Faith Church Ruston in Ruston, Louisiana. Three days of glory. You do not want to miss this. Down in the description, we're going to have a link for you to get registered. Or you can register at fcruston.com forward slash, uh, I don't know what it is, three days of glory or something like that. You can just go to fcruston.com and it should be on the main page. You just click get registered and it'll have registration for you. Here's the link in the comments for you. We're going to run this video for you and we'll be right back in a second. Hello everyone, I'm Stan Pody, and I would like to invite you to a very special meeting coming up called Three Days of Glory. That's right, September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, right here in Ruston, Louisiana at Faith Church. We're going to have three power-packed days full of faith, the Word, impartations, and the joy of the Lord. If you want more of God's presence in your life, or if you just would like to activate the gifts and call of God, come be a part of these meetings. Miracles will be in manifestation, the power of God, and did I mention the joy of the Lord. For more information, you can check it out on the screen, but I look forward to seeing you this September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th for three days of glory. I'll see you there. All right. Well, pastor said it best. We're excited to see you there. Times of power packed joy in the Holy Ghost. You don't want to miss it. If you have any questions, you can email us at support at revivalway.com. Make sure you get registered so that we can get you a seat. We will have nursery from zero years old to three years old, Friday and Saturday night, the second and the third. And then Sunday morning, 11 a.m., we will have all kids service or all kids uh, services. And then the adults can sit in the main service as well. So we thank you. And I'm excited to see you there. Come and meet me. Come and meet the team. Come and spend some time with us at Faith Church. I love you. Do not miss tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. Oh my. It's going to change your life. We're going to get it scheduled on YouTube so that you can get a notification for it. But tomorrow morning, I'm going to be teaching you about a topic that I'm extremely passionate about. And it's faith for dominion in your life. How to take dominion in life by faith. You do not want to miss it. It will change your life. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 1130 a.m. Peace out. Hello, everyone. I'm Stan Pody, and I would like to invite you to a very special meeting coming up called Three Days of Glory. That's right. September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, right here in Ruston, Louisiana at Faith Church, we're going to have three power-packed days full of faith, the word, impartations, and the joy of the Lord. If you want more of God's presence in your life, or if you just would like to activate the gifts and call of God, come be a part of these meetings. Miracles will be in manifestation, the power of God, and did I mention the joy of the Lord. For more information, you can check it out on the screen, but I look forward to seeing you this September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th for three days of glory. I'll see you there.